0: Welcome to the Cosmic Consciousness Café Star Seed Ascension School podcast where we explore the depths of spirituality and unlock the secrets of the universe. Embodied Ascended Master Samporna is your host. I am Ansara and along with Sharamia we are your co-hosts. Together we are modern day mystics. It is such a rare opportunity to have a conversation with an ascended master who incarnated to be here at this time of great ascension to help guide and protect humanity and our beautiful planet Gaia. Master Samporna unveils the secrets of the invisible world of energy to help you elevate your consciousness, awaken your evolutionary potential, learn about self-healing, longevity, and your intuitive powers you'll get to see Samporna in rare form as he is usually teaching in client healing sessions or protecting the planet. There is a good chance that this is going to feel like learning a new language. It is such an opportunity to be receptive and to lean in and receive what's being shared. We look forward to being your celestial guides on this journey towards Spiritual Truth and Enlightenment. Welcome to Cosmic Consciousness Café and another podcast. Mm, Yeah, it's great
1: to be here once again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tonight's topic is near and dear to our hearts. Very much so. And we're going to talk about what is a starseed. Wow.
1: Well, it's quite a popular conversation at the moment, isn't it? Because a lot of people are asking if they're a light worker or a starseed, see that with a lot of posts and a lot of the questions that we get asked.
2: Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of information out there. And yeah, in varied, varying degrees too, on mm. uh, the definition of what is a starseed.
1: And the accuracy too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, yes. <laughs> yeah, some's more accurate than others. And uh, yeah, let's demystify it.
0: Good, Good job. Is- I'd like to start with everything is seeded from the stars planets, flora, fauna, elements, minerals, planets, beings, yeah. But that's a bit of a broad stroke because then it really comes down to who you are as a soul and whether you're playing in the light or the dark and people can jump in lifetimes between being a darker soul and a perpetrator and then also being in the light. So, So we've got a lot to really cover here so I wanted to start off with a beautiful old Native American prophecy and I'll read it to you because I think you know it's really beautiful and it really defines what's going on on the planet now so this old Native American prophecy says when the earth is ravaged and the animals are dying a new tribe of people shall come unto the earth from many colors, classes, creeds, and who by their actions and deeds shall make the earth green again. They will be known as the Warriors of the Rainbow.
2: Oh, that's beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's a lot to take from that. Yeah. That's the first time I've heard that.
2: Yeah, So.
1: And <laughs> for me, what really stood out um, was that aspect of the Warriors of the Rainbow. Yeah. because for me it picks up a lot of the color spectrum that we see within our dna strands holding more vibrancy more frequency consciousness vibration hue colors of the rainbow mm-hmm. within us and a lot of the star seeds too we we we're, we're incarnated very differently uh, Our crystalline light within our dna strands are already activated some of us older ones we've had to convert some of the carbon element into crystalline light, but a lot of all of the newer star yeah. seeds on planet are all already fully activated and are open, accessing that rainbow colour of consciousness uh, within yeah. their forty-eight strands of DNA and above.
0: So, with your psychic abilities, you can obviously look at someone and know straight away, according to their DNA, what star or what um, soul type they are.
1: Yes. Mm. Full stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I was going to say, can I just backpedal for Good. a moment? Yes. Oh, no, you answer that if you've got something in.
1: Um, yes, you can. Yes, yes, I can. Um, because everyone's DNA is, is slightly variable. It It's in that aspect that makes us unique on who we are. So, yeah. yes, there's an aspect there within the different starseed races of the Palladians, Arcturians, Andromedans, there's, uh, there's a slight difference, and within that we see the difference within our facial features, what yep. we look like, heights, everything else that's, that's contained within it.
0: So where I was just going to backpedal to for a moment is that one of the greatest hidden histories on this planet <laughs> is that we are star humans, that we were created in god worlds on other star nation planets and we were brought down when this planet was first seeded and the planet was made of architecture that we are made of. So even though we might enter into an argument with other races and races that don't originally belong to this planet that live here, that might claim ownership to the planet, the greatest... Way to tell is the architecture you have within your light bodies yep. matching the architecture within the planet, which also makes us avatars. And if we go back to Dolores Cannon, who's written 19 books, she really brought forward this information in a book called The Three Waves of the Star Seed uh, Three Waves of Star Seeds in the New Earth. Yep. And she talked about the first wave of starseeds being the hippie 60s. Where did they come from? World Wars. And next thing, flower power. And that was really the beginning of very overt spiritualism. And then we were born in the 70s and we are the second waivers. And that's quite a big second waivers age group. And then the third wave is uh, the children. Would you say now we've got a fourth wave? I feel that there's a fourth wave with the much younger babies and so forth being born now.
2: Very powerful software oh, yeah. coming forward now. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've, over the last year, we changed the configuration of life for even more attuned beings to come onto the planet. Yeah that the union between men and women, divine masculine and feminine was such that their architecture was there to hold these supreme beings of light who are generally under the age of four. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would say, yes, we are in that fourth, Mm -hmm. with the majority like us in our 30s, 40s, you know.
0: 50s. 50s (laughs) fifties. Do you want to describe um, about the soul groups? Because that also plays into it as well,
2: doesn't it? Oh, look, it does, yeah. And, I mean, I was actually just going to say, like, Master Samporna sees, like, a lot of that through DNA. I pick up on frequency and energy.
0: Hmm. And I just see it. I can just look at someone and know. Yeah,
2: so it's frequency and energy for me and how I can actually um, pick up on... Different star seed types because they carry a different frequency. Mm. And so, like myself being an Orion star seed, um, yes, there's the look and everything, um, but I find that it's a definitely a frequency. Mm. Um, I feel so like I speciate different people. soul <laughs> groups. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you might say, Is it, He's a horse, and
0: you go, Oh, no, no, no. That's an Appaloosa, that's a Welsh mountain, that's a thoroughbred, and that's an Arab. Yeah. So to me, there's all horses. However, there are all different breeds. Different breeds. So you could say, here's a human, yeah. but there's all different breeds and colors within that human species. Absolutely. And what I love about the humanoid is that we are designed to incarnate a spirit and a soul into yep. this body vessel vehicle for this experience of being here and, um, you know, Earth's known as Earth School. (laughs) Most people probably agree with the lessons and a lot Um, of learning here. So Starseeds apparently are queuing up from other star nations to become incarnated and have the experience of being in a physical body and coming here to be a part of the Starseed mission on this planet. Yeah, so where where do we start? Like it's a it's a great subject, and I'm sure it won't be the only time that we touch on it. But probably a place to start would be with us. And you just touched on the fact yeah. you're an Orion starseed. Star and you knew you know you were talking earlier that you always were obsessed with the Orion constellation that looks like the iron pot, yes. and your obsession with the
2: stars. Yeah, and I never really knew why until such time when I found out I was an Orion star set well a star set and then Orion. Um, but yeah right from a very very young age I used to always spend time and it was exciting when I could actually see Orion and just the connection that I had with it and it was just, I just spent hours just just staring, just, just yeah. looking at it. A lot of people
0: just... say that too, that they they look at the stars, they're yep. obsessed with the stars, they don't feel like Earth's home. Right. Um, they know there's more to them. They know there's more out there. Yep. And star seeds certainly don't have a fear about not being the only ones in the universe and galaxy. Mm. Whereas if we talk about human seeds, they're very um, fearful <clears throat> and don't want to know about it. So you can definitely tell there's a difference. Yep.
2: And I've always, I've always felt connected more to the stars than I've ever really felt connected to here on planet. Mm. It's just that real, true connection to what is out there.
0: What about to Egypt? Because Egypt aligns to the they,
2: Orion's Belt and the Three Bell Stars. Yes, and I've always had a huge, huge connection to Egypt. Mm. Everything about Egypt. Um, the pyramids, the, just the history, and, and just really loved all, you know, hieroglyphs, just everything about mm. Egypt. And yeah, that's definitely on my bucket list. I haven't been there yet. But it's definitely on my bucket list to go.
0: Yeah, and, you, and sorry, what were you going to say?
1: I was going to say, for a lot of people, if they're asking themselves a question like, do I belong here, or does this feel like home, if you're asking those type of questions, yep. or this doesn't feel like home being on planet, nope. then it, there's probably a fair chance that you're a starseed.
2: Yeah, and that was one question that I, I used to, yeah, I, I did ask. And you did too, didn't you, as a child?
1: Yeah, I didn't feel like I was. Um, the planet Earth felt like home. No. Yeah, that's at that age I didn't know where I was from, but it it didn't feel familiar for me you know, no. being here.
2: No, and no. never really connecting to to aspects of here either. You know, I, I never really had one to have a lot of people around, lots of friends. You know, not really connecting with people the way that others do mm-hmm. always felt that you know my own company is, is far has been far better than having a lot of mm-hmm. other people around me never really needed yeah, can be liners. i've never mm-hmm. really needed that aspect mm-hmm. i'm quite happy comfortable just being me mm-hmm. and on my own mm-hmm. yeah i like my own company <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah
1: the, there's been a big piece too in the hidden history of the planet because mm-hmm if you don't know where you've come from, you don't know where you're going. Mm, yeah. And that's why unfortunately Darwin's theory of evolution and what we hear as a species that we came from monkeys is uh, totally incorrect, be- because we've seen that in the hieroglyphs in the Egyptian pyramids, the sacred sites, the depictions, and then the knowledge from the, Maoris and the Aboriginals, yep. that they know that they are Palladian starseeds. It's come down in their dream time. Over here, we celebrate Matariki, which is in the alignment of the Pleiades constellation in New Zealand. And the Maoris know they are Palladian starseeds. That's where mm. they came from. Yep. And, that's and the
0: Mayans, we... they're Pleiadian.
1: Yeah, so there's there's a, a lot out there that you can research to have a little look on. And if you're, if you're really questioning who I am and why I'm here, yeah. and the earth doesn't feel that familiar to you, then there's a fair chance you're a star seed.
0: Mm. And, yeah. and very familiar for people is being the black sheep of the family, or we like to refer to it as the rainbow sheep. Yeah. Generally growing up very different, feeling uh, very empathic, uh, loving animals, preferring animals company over people. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so definitely that black sheep aspect of being absolutely feeling like you don't fit in the family, that your brothers and sisters are nothing like you. That's a very common starseed mission because many starseeds incarnate into family lineage to break the chains on abuse, to actually change, let's say, if if they've come into lineage of abandonment, then when they um, incarnate, there's a high chance they will get abandoned. Mm. But through their... Um, nature of their soul being more evolved, they will do the healing and then they will turn out to be the best mums and dads who never abandon their children. So a lot of starseeds have very rough childhoods because they choose very difficult lineage to incarnate into, but they're also here to break the chains and change that pattern on the planet.
1: Yeah, it's very rare that we've actually seen a whole (coughs) family that are all starseeds.
0: We're seeing more of that now though. Yeah.
1: Yeah but it's quite rare.
0: In our, um, the second waivers and particularly the early second wavers, definitely it seemed to be a mission to incarnate into difficult family lineage to break up the trauma and often wear the trauma. Like a lot of starseeds so choose very difficult experiences. It's like when you must sit upstairs at the big boardroom table and you're choosing your incarnation and what you're gonna experience. It's like, oh, well, yes, I'm going to have this happen and this happen and I'm not even gonna talk about the trauma because it might trigger people. But generally, by the time they've then entered that sphere of, oh, Hmm. traditional healing methods don't work for me. And then they find their way to spiritual healers and then they find their way to healing themselves, and then lo and behold, they become healers. And that's very much the way a star seed evolves into that spiritual realm of of healing. Healer, heal thyself.
1: Yeah, it's the it's the most fundamental, important aspect of um, that embodying the healing yourself to be able to go and help other people oh, to nice. on their healing journey for them to bring about that. Homeostasis change within their physical and non mm. non-physical bodies.
0: Yeah. so there's millions and millions of star seeds on the planet. Yes, and that was the plan because if you look back through history, when the Essenes and the Gnostics and the cathars um all were like tribal, the Celtics, the Druids, when they were in their tribes, they got taken out because they were easy targets because they were in large Mm -hmm. gatherings, whereas when you look at what happened from the hippie sixties onwards, the, the way to do it was to put modern day mystics, to put these very awakened souls and scatter them all over the planet, so they weren't dressed in a particular way, acted in a particular way, they were literally incognito, becoming spiritual, becoming healers, carrying the light, like you said, having the architecture to hold the light. And so in a way, if you imagine the planet, we're dotted all over the place, um, holding light. We're grid workers, light workers, starseeds, way showers, healers. There's many, many aspects that people come forward with their starseed mission. Their sole purpose is very important to starseeds. And many of them say, they really seek out what their sole purpose is and why am I here is probably one of the biggest questions that (laughs) starseeds ask.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. One of the biggest questions that we hear is why am I, yeah, what is my sole purpose? Yeah. <laughs> who my my, purpose? Why am I here? why am I here?
1: And then that really yeah. leads then on to your soul name too for that resonance of who you've always been at a soul yes. level. And it, it can be profound when you find your soul name, when, it's, when it's gifted to you, when mm-hmm. the time's right. And it will change the course of your life when you're really aligned to your soul name. Mm.
0: So talking of different yeah. types, um, like I'm Arcturian and I really resonate with being Arcturian. Yeah. Particularly when I began my journey, I I didn't know anything about this. And I became obsessed with the chakras, the inner, inner body temple. And when I actually read about Arcturians and the the whole chakras and teaching and um, understanding energetics and things like that, it totally it's like reading when you first might read about being a Leo or any star yeah. sign, and then you go, oh, that really resonates. Yes. When you do look up the different star seeds, if you're listening and you're going, oh, I wonder what star seed I am, the best thing is just to look up star seed types yeah. and go through and, and just sense what you resonate with and what sounds like you because some of them can be so bang on accurate Yes. when you describe to people, oh, these are the characteristics of your star seed, and they sit there blink, blink, blinking at you going, you're just describing me. That's a yeah. Like an Arcturian is very different to a Pleiadian. You're a Pleiadian and the Pleiadians are very soft, very gentle, loving, oh. so loving. <laughs> like you're like the elementals carrying the love frequency. And... Yeah,
1: <laughs> the love. And
0: a lot of Pleiadians, they're the, they're the biggest starseed group on the planet. And when I'm watching talent shows, they're some of the best soprano singers. They bring art. They've really brought art and singing and healing to the planet. A lot of Pleiadians find themselves as um, nurses and in general healing arts like Reiki and so forth. Uh, And one of the downsides of being Pleiadian is being so empathic and they're so drawn to healing that in their initial stage they generally are fixers and givers and they empty their cup to depletion. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's a very common Pleiadian trait. Arcturians tend to be more resilient, like the Andromedans. We're a guardian race, so it's like we've probably been Pleiadian and, and we've had to be sent over to Arcturus or Andromedan to toughen up. Yep. Um, we, we've come down for a different purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and also from Arcturus, that's where when everybody um, passes away, they go for a soul um, review their life review. That's all done through Arcturus. So it's a fascinating subject, and we haven't talked about Sirius star seeds. We haven't. Oh, we've got your Sirius C. You've got um, Mintaka. Like there's there's a plethora, and we'll we'll go into that more at another time. But yeah. I do just want to touch quickly on Sirius C star seeds because I feel that they're the new Earthers, they yeah. and they come with a very much a mission that's often different to the um, Pleiadians, Orions, Arcturians and Andromans. Will I just touch on that?
1: Yeah. What do you mean by new earthers?
0: New earthers. So if I was to describe a Sirius C starseed, firstly, there's probably three different types. They um, stand out. They don't fit into the matrix. They're very, very environmentally sensitive, allergic to foods, to environmental toxins. They're very sensitive in all ways. Uh, they generally end up like the greenpeace the they're the proper rainbow warriors who'll chain themselves to a tree, greenies, yep. uh, much more hippie orientated dreadlocks, big things in their ears, lots of tattoos, colors that that particular Sirius sea star seeds pe- tend to be um much more rebellious. They will not fit into the matrix for love nor money. They often can't work out how to make money work because they're not meant to. They're, they're meant to be creating communities and collectives and growing organic food. Be quite every living off the grid. Off the grid, yeah. Yep. Very much the wilderness, animals, very instinctual. And then you've got your elemental, Sirius star seeds, who very much resonate with the pixies, the fairies, the elements and nature. Yep. And then you have your very angelic, Seriously, star seeds who are very goddess like and godlike, yeah. and um, they have this um, angelic energy of a very wise soul with, um, yeah, just a really special quality and frequency, like what you were saying. Yeah. 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 So it's it's very interesting. And then you've got your soul groups that, that can vary. Like I'm an indigo soul. A lot of people have heard of that. You're both crystal, crystal soul groups. And then in the more younger star seats, we're seeing rainbow soul group and diamond soul group, and it is that that I guess is what you're talking about when you talk about different architecture, different DNA.
1: Yeah, the architecture that a lot of these new children are holding are to activate the ley lines, grids, and consciousness on the planet. Mm-hmm. They hold that architecture <clears throat> to come into allow us to expand and raise our frequency to a level where um, a lot of illnesses and diseases and toxins actually don't affect us.
0: Yeah. Something that's really near and dear to our heart is helping parents with starseed children, children who are very awake yeah. and often able to see spirits uh, yes. and um, find it very hard to handle the powers that they've got and particularly now the planets ascending and waking up and the density is getting lighter these starseed children are ascending at the same time as us and their gifts are coming online very quickly. Very quickly.
2: Yeah. And I mean, that was just something that like now, you know, being more aware and being more awake to planetary, um, you know, activations and everything that's happening. And it's happening more frequently. You know, these children are coming on and we're seeing that now. And, you know, like, even though, like for myself, Having that would have been so amazing to have that support growing up for myself and having support in that way, mm. just to to you know really nurture the gifts that they're coming forward with because they are such powerful, powerful souls.
0: Mm, well, I'm about to create Starseed children yeah. in Starseed Ascension School, yeah. meditations and tools yeah. and also for their parents yeah. because their parents can really help guide the children and clear their energy and protect them which is something that really isn't so readily available. It's
1: not. No, so if if parents are noticing that the children are having spiritual experiences or playing with imaginary friends or seeing or perceiving things that the parents don't see with their physical eyes, then yeah. reach out to us for some help and support and some guidance. Then, uh, you know, we would uh, be able to offer those tips and tools that, you yeah. know, can help you direct and really connect with... Uh, your children are mm. far deeper and different level
0: yeah absolutely yeah, definitely. yes well do you think we've covered enough uh yeah yeah, yeah that was very
1: comprehensive sure. yeah yeah that was really good mm. yeah we can go into more on uh, some of the characteristics of some of the different star seats um you know on another podcast yeah and really yeah look at the difference between some of the Starseeds and uh, light worker will be another interesting yeah. topic for another podcast.
0: And another interesting topic is light starseeds, dark starseeds. Yes. Because there's a lot of that on our planet. Yeah. Um, a little bit like Darth Vader versus Luke Skywalker, that battle between the light yeah. and the dark. And also human seeds stuck in the incarnation cycle. Soulless humans, which we can refer to as NPCs, like extras. Yep um yeah so it's it's really a fascinating subject to unpack
2: yeah no it's going to be it's going to be fun i reckon you know really diving a little deeper into the starseed <clears throat> also you know with the galactic akashic records as well oh yeah you know we might be you know look i'm a um you know orion starseed woman tarkin starseed here but i've had other lifetimes as other starseeds. Mm. So there's certain aspects of other starseed traits. That's really what, that what you I... can refer
0: to as a hybrid starseed. We're all hybrid starseeds yeah. because we've all incarnated on different absolutely. star nations.
2: Yeah. But you can still feel aspects of that traits even in this lifetime here mm. because you're connecting back into your Akashic Records and other lifetimes.
0: So really, if someone so absolutely wants to know, am I a starseed? Like, I don't just want to go off and read, yeah. read it. Well obviously we can help people with that like your um you've got the abilities to go into their galactic akash yep. which is your galactic records how would you describe the galactic akash
1: uh, for me expensive.
0: the
1: for me the galactic akash records have, cover every single lifetime as a soul or incarnation that you've ever had yes so whether it's a plant an animal a dolphin in any life form since you were created as an inception of spark from source creator, whereas the acacia records for me will cover your physical lifetimes and spiritual lifetimes, but not all of your galactic ones. Yes. So there's there's a difference in acacia records to galactic, galactic acacia records. Galactic acacia records cover everything since you from when you were sparked uh, from a seed of creation. Yeah.
0: Wow, yeah. that's a whole nother subject. I thought it's a whole, <laughs> it's whole, whole
1: subject, nother yeah. subject. Yeah.
2: Wow, that was fantastic.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Well, wow, it was lovely sharing tonight with you both.
2: Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy these podcasts. They're amazing. Mm. I just, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't have any trouble talking about these subjects. No. Yeah, it's well, un-
2: this, it's topics that are, that are nearest and dearest to our sacred hearts. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we love talking about it.
0: <laughs> mm. Fantastic. Well, thank you for listening. And we'll be back again with another interesting subject. So we'll see you on the next podcast.
1: Yeah, beautiful. beautiful. See you, everyone. We look forward to seeing you on the next Cosmic Consciousness Cafe. Yeah.
2: See you, everyone.
0: Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap for this episode of Cosmic Consciousness Cafe, Star Seed Ascension School. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into the invisible world of energy and gained new insights to further your spiritual journey. A big thank you to our hosts, Samporna, Ansara and Sharamia for sharing their knowledge, guidance and wisdom with us today. If you love these podcasts and you want full access to Master Samporna, Ansara and Sharamia's recorded material, go to Starseed Ascension School. We're offering a 14-day free trial with unlimited access to everything. Remember to subscribe to the Cosmic Consciousness Cafe Starseed Ascension School podcast and please leave a review to support the show and to help us
2: create content that resonates with you, our spiritual community.